Welcome back to Puzzling a True <laughs> A True Prom Prayers. <laughs> a True Crime Podcast. I'm Tiffany. I'm Sarah. And we're your and we're hosts. Guys. Oh, okay. Oh, guys. We just finished our update on the Virginia City episode, so we are out of practice. To be quite honest, I forgot that we have an intro. <laughs> I was like, literally, just gonna be like, "So, Tiffany, how's your week?" <laughs> Dumb. Well, we made it through it. We did. It was rough, but we made it through. We did. We did. We did. Um, obviously, you guys will hear all about our weekends. Um, yeah. So. This intro will be pretty short. (laughs) Yeah, and I've got a real long case for you today. So, perfect. Um, Yeah, so listen to our bonus episode. It'll probably come out, I'm thinking, the day after this one. Mm. Maybe. Why don't you space it out to, like, Thursday? Okay, so maybe Thursday, two days after this one. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. You guys are just going to have to wait a little bit longer. Sorry. Sorry. Um, But it's a a fun one. Yeah. So, um, aside from Virginia City, which was great, how was your week? Um, Good. I didn't do much. Uh, work was kind of crazy. Yeah, relatable. But that's about it. <laughs> All right. Um, I went skiing. I hit my top speed of 35.5 miles you an hour. You hit top speed every time. I'm improving. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself, okay? Um, so I have a new top speed, and that is the only thing I did aside from Virginia City. So um, anything else we need to talk about? No. All right. So. Well, we got a nice two-minute intro. You ready to get into it? Yeah, check that out. All right. First and last time, that'll probably ever happen. For sure. Um, okay, so this one has a lot of people involved. Oh, man, um, one of those. Yeah, there's a lot of names. So I'll try to keep them as straight as I can. Um, there are a couple, like, key players that are, we're mainly going to focus on. Um, so if you need any clarification, like... Hopefully Tiffany says something. And <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> like, hopefully she's confused also. I probably won't follow very well. My I have a pea-sized brain. Yeah, okay, well, so. I'll, I try to make, yeah. There's, like, three major players, like, that will keep hearing their names. Um, and then there's some, like, outside people. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, so we start with Daniel Lugo. Daniel Lugo came from a Puerto Rico... Puerto Rican Cuban family and was born in New York on April 6, 1963. He grew up in the Bronx with two older half-brothers and a younger sister. They were a regular church-going Catholic family. Lugo was a good student. He was fluent in English and Spanish, and he was even given a football scholarship by Fordham University. Nice. But he dropped out. Oh. Yeah. Uh, He worked as a personal trainer at Manhattan Gym, where he met his wife, Lillian Torres. In 1989, when Lugo was 26, the couple moved to Miami. They had four adopted children. Wow. All Lillian's relatives were, who were left in her care after several, like, family tragedies. Oh, that is just sad. Yeah. So... Uh, their marriage didn't survive, and they decided to part ways, uh, but he did stay in contact with Lillian and the kids, and he was always described as a good dad. Okay. He had done 15 months in a federal prison for fraud after he conned $71,200 from people because he told them that they could get a loan from a Hong Kong bank that, like, wanted American investors. Ah. And 
obviously that bank never existed. Right. So like, I'm a Nigerian prince. Yeah, and- <laughs> exactly. He was like, I work with a Hong Kong bank that wants like American investors and you would be perfect. So he scammed like people, uh, business owners, things like that. Okay. Um, so when he got out at age 28 in 1992, he went to the manager of the Sun Gym in Miami Lakes, Florida, and he convinced the owner that if he was hired, he would increase membership. Okay. And he did. Okay. He increased the membership by 300%. Oh my gosh. In the first six weeks. Wow. Yeah. So he was quickly promoted to supervisor. Yeah, his boss was like, okay, I hired the right guy. Right. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you're a con, whatever. Like, you're a felon, it's fine. That's fine. I don't even care. Yeah. So while at the Sun Gym, Lugo married uh, Lucretia Goodridge. Um, Adrian Noel Dorval's cousin. So Adrian okay. Dorval is like another key player in this. Okay. So Lugo hired Dorval to meet or to work at the gym, and that's where he also met Stevenson Pierre, Carl Weeks, and Jorge Gel- Delgado. Okay. So Dorval was a well-known steroid user and is often described as violent and sadistic. Ooh. <laughs> Not good things. No. <laughs> Weeks had been just discharged from the Marine Corps after threatening to kill a sergeant. So probably dishonorably. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, so Weeks lived in New York and became an alcoholic and a drug addict, which led to burglaries and armed robberies. And then after a seizure, he went into rehab and became a born-again Christian. Okay. He was adamant adamant to turn his life around especially after he found out that his girlfriend was pregnant with their third child oh man so he moved to miami to start over with the help of his girlfriend's cousin stevenson pierre so that's how he comes in i'll i'll do a little yeah like name go through the plan was that he would move his sorry the plan was that his family would leave new york and join him in miami once he was like all settled Okay. Pierre had been hired by Lugo to run collections on an overdue gym accounts and then ended up as a back office manager and a desk clerk before Lugo eventually fired him and he went to work at a dry cleaner. Why did he get fired? I just think he was not a good worker. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then Lugo was Delgado's personal trainer at the gym. Okay. So let me go through the names again, right? Yes, please. <laughs> There's Lugo, mm-hmm. Dorball. Pierre, Weeks, and Delgado. Okay. So now we know how these guys are all connected, right? Yes. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's really confusing. It will be less confusing when we start, like, going through it. Because we basically talk about just Delgado, Lugo, and um, Dorball. Okay. But, like, a couple of the other guys get brought in here and there. Okay. So, Delgado had previously been a car salesman, but had to quit his job in 1991, and his wife Linda worked for a man named Mark Schiller. He is an important character. We will hear a lot about Mark Schiller. Mark Schiller, and she worked at his company called the MSS Accounting Services. Okay. And Linda had broken down crying to Schiller about their financial situation, so Schiller offered Delgado a job. 
Schiller was a very rich businessman who owned that accounting business, mm-hmm. a deli franchise called Schlotsky's. Oh, I like Schlotsky's. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of it. What? Yeah. There's one in Reno. Really? Uh huh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it started. I think it started in like New Jersey, and then it just kind of spread. Hmm. Well, he owned a. He owned one of them. Yeah, Schlotsky's is good. <laughs> he owned also a 34-story condo building and a nutritional supplement company. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I know. <laughs> so a guy was like rapping. I just really want to own a Schlotsky's, to be honest. <laughs> My aunt used to own a Quiznos. Oh, really? Yeah. Their prime rib and peppercorn is... I, I was young when she owned it. I was... There's a picture of me in front of it the day they opened. Aw. I was probably, I've, like, seven. I didn't eat there a lot, but it was right next door to KFC. Mm. So every once in a while, I'd be like, eh, I don't want fried chicken. I want a sandwich. Yeah. Rare. It, it was <laughs> very... Rare. I probably ate at that one, like, three or four times, and right. I worked there for, like, three years. Yeah, once so. a year. It's a good, good trade-off. Yeah. Um, so Schiller lived with his wife and two children on Old Cutler Road and had seven figures in his bank account. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Schiller invited... Same. Same, yeah, totally. I relate. (laughs) Schiller invited Delgado to be a partner in a new mortgage business that he was opening, and he even combined their names and named it Jomar Investment Inc. Okay. So they had, like, become friends over the years. Um, Originally, Delgado was just his, like, assistant, kind of did, like, all all things for him. But I think um, by the time he opened up the mortgage business... He'd been working for him for, like, four years, and they were pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, though, when Delgado told Schiller that he just also invited Lugo to be part of the business. What? Yeah, he was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. I know that you want to open a business with me, but my buddy, Daniel Lugo, actually, I already told him he could be a part of it, too. I would smack you, Sarah. Yeah. I'd be like, I did not agree to this, but thank you. Yeah. Schiller was not happy about it either. No. Um, eventually. Like, all right, how much money does he have to invest? Yeah. Well, eventually he um, just decided, like, not to, Schiller did, he decided not to go through with the business. He was like, I don't trust this guy. I don't know him. He seems like a bad crowd. Okay. And he actually had warned Delgado about Lugo saying that he wasn't a good guy, and that one day he would do something bad that Delgado really shouldn't get caught up with. Okay, so a bit of foreshadowing, I assume? Yeah, little did he know. (laughs) Something bad would happen to him. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So Delgado told Lugo that Schiller had stolen somewhere between $200,000 and $300,000 from him. What? Yeah. Like, he's, pit, he's like... Imagine having two or $300,000 to steal. Right. And I, honestly, <laughs> I don't think he did. Like, I think he's just mad that this, that Schiller backed out of the deal because he fucked up and brought Lugo into it. Yeah. So now he's like, well, he fucked me over. He stole $300,000 from me. Okay. And he was like... Was he just, like, hoping to still go through with this with Schiller? No, Schiller just called it off. Right. But why else would he... Tell Schiller that... No, he told Lugo oh, that Schiller stole from sorry, him. Sorry, I thought he told Schiller that Lugo stole from him. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's why I was, like, really confused. Okay. No. So, um, he goes up to Lugo and was like, let's get it back. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, in a meeting in 1994, Lugo told his accomplices... So, it's, like, 
all the guys that I just mentioned, Delgado, Dorval, Weeks, Pierre. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, he told all of them that Schiller had stolen 100000 from him personally and 200000 from Delgado. Oh my gosh. And I was like, he stole from both of us. He stole half a million dollars. Yeah. Um, and asked if anyone wanted to go make $100,000 for two days work. Okay. Delgado was able to give codes to Schiller's house because he was his assistant at I'm one like, point. Good friend. Yeah, at one point. And so yeah. he was able to get the codes to the house and he agreed to kidnapping him, making him sign over his assets and potentially maybe if it comes to that killing. Okay. Yeah, and the, this is a full, foolproof plan. Yeah. All right. Well, here's where it gets a little ridiculous. <laughs> okay. It took the... So, at this point, um, I'm going to call them gang because they were considered the Sun Gym gang. Okay. Um, it took the gang seven attempts to kidnap Schiller. <laughs> and all of them are ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Once... They laid under a camouflage blanket in Schiller's front yard, but a car drove by and scared them off. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I, this sounds vaguely, very vaguely familiar. Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you where you might know it from at the end, but I want to go through it first. Should I not look it up on Spotify? Spotify? See if any other podcast that I've listened to. I didn't, I didn't look that up. Uh, nobody that I listen to, so... Yeah. Um, so then on Halloween, they dressed up like ninjas <laughs> and tried to kidnap him, but that didn't work either. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. It just didn't work. Once, they had tried to go through the garage window, but the alarm went off. Which I'm like, why do you need to go through the garage window if Delgado has the code? Yeah. Like, you can walk through his front door. Right. Why are you dressing up as a ninja and hiding under <laughs> camouflage? Like... <laughs> It makes no sense. Um, So on Monday, November 14th, 1995, they almost did get him when Lugo blocked him in an alley behind the deli. So, like, he's trying to drive out and Lugo blocks him in the front. That's Slotsky's? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And the rest of them were supposed to come from the back and grab him out of his car. Okay. But the other guys were stuck around the corner when their van wouldn't start. (laughs) So eventually, Schiller's like, Schiller's fuck you, dude. Schiller's getting off with all of this. I know, like, <laughs> I know. And so Schiller's like, fuck you, dude. Like, move your fucking car. And so he starts honking on him, like, honking at him. And Lugo, like, didn't have any choice but to just move. <laughs> <laughs> and so he left. <laughs> like, it's, these guys. It's comical. <laughs> for real. And, like, it's not funny what, like, goes down later. But it is funny how fucking stupid these guys are. Yeah. They're so I mean, I don't dumb. know what's coming, so right now they're it's just so funny dumb to me. They're horrible. They're it's it's just like after seven attempts, I would be like, you know I'd be like, you know, maybe maybe it's not even worth it. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't need to make a hundred thousand dollars. Like that's we're let, already seven days in. Let it be a loss, okay. You said two. <laughs> right. Well and it's like it's just ridiculous. Um, so after this is when they recruited a bodybuilder and private investigator named Mario Sanchez. They were like, you know what? We need help. <laughs> We all kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. So Sanchez said that he would intimidate Schiller, but that he would not do any anything illegal. Okay. At 4 p.m. on Tuesday, November 15th, so the next day after the van didn't start. What, di- what year? 1995. Hmm. 
trying to think of what year Harrison was born, because that's his birthday. <laughs> I know, that's um, also Tyler's birthday. Oh. And Aria's birthday. Oh, right! But Aria wasn't born yet. But Tyler no. is three years older than me. So yeah, that's Tyler's birthday. The day he's born. The day he was born. Yeah. Harrison, I think, was born in like 93. Yeah, no, that's the day Tyler I was born. I think he was 93. I'm pretty sure. So he, he would have been two? 95? He might be 94. No, I'm know. pretty sure he's 95. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so on November 15th, 1995, Doorball, Weeks, and Pierre, right? So part of the game. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure I click clearing the names because i know there's a lot of them i just need to, who's the bodybuilder uh sanchez okay sanchez yeah okay so doorball weeks and pierre waited outside of the deli and when schiller came out they beat him up tased him and after a whole 10 minutes they got him in the van oh my gosh 10 fucking minutes He's, and no one helped him you like he was tased what yeah. how hard is it to get him in exactly the van? And there's three of you. I need to see what these guys look like. They They're sound... bodybuilders. They're all on steroids. And they can't get one man into a fucking van. Pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> I don't know. They sound like a bunch of bitches to me. Yeah. Well, they for sure are a bunch of bitches. <laughs> My goodness. Like, and, and Schiller's not, like, that big of a guy either. Like, he's pretty thin. Like. Right. Like, it, average should, height. it shouldn't take three guys ten minutes to get no, him into a van. No, absolutely right. not. And so, the van was driven by Mario Sanchez. Okay. Someone covered Schiller's eyes with duct tape and tased him again. Okay. They were just angry at this point. Yeah. Well, like, they were laughing this eight. whole time. Well, yeah, but they're, they're yeah, getting they're there. Like, finally. Yeah. yeah, they're pent up anger out on right. it. So, they took all of his jewelry off and drove him to a warehouse that Delgado had rented called Speed Racers on West 77th Street in Hialeah. Um, Sanchez went home. He was like, he dropped him off and he was like, no. He's like, I do not. I don't know if I agree to this. Well, he was like, I said I wouldn't do anything illegal. That's illegal. Yeah. He was like, I'll intimidate the guy, but like, this is illegal. Yeah. And so he went home fearing for him and his family's safety. He was like, I got kids at home. Like, I don't know who the fuck these people are, but like, they're obviously not dangerous. Yeah. Not good people. So, uh, Lugo and Delgado arrived in Schiller's SUV, thinking it would be suspicious if they left it at the deli. Mm-hmm. Um, they dragged him out and threw him in a cardboard box. Okay. It's been a pretty big cardboard box. Yeah, right, like a fridge box or something, yeah. maybe? Um, all of them used accents to disguise their voices. Okay. But Schiller recognized Lugo's voice, since he had a very strong New York accent and a lisp. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, if you have any identifying things about you, you probably shouldn't kidnap someone. My whole personality. Right. Um, <laughs> I can't change anything. No. Uh, so one of the men offered Schiller water, and he said, yes, please. But they threw it in his face and laughed. What dickheads. Yeah. As they asked him for a list of his assets, he refused, thinking that they wouldn't kill him if he didn't tell them. I mean, I would probably, I don't know what I would think in that situation. Because, like, if they kill him, they're not going to get anything. Exactly. But, like, so then all of this would be wasted. Right. But then if they don't kill him, he can identify them. Right. But Lugo doesn't know that he knows. That's true. Who he is. 
they don't want to risk it. Right. But like, you know, whatever. I know. It's, <laughs> I get his thinking of like, Sarah, I've definitely heard this story. You maybe have. I definitely have. It's sounding so, it's sounding more and more familiar. I will tell you at the end where, if any of you are like, this sounds so familiar, well, you'll find out at the end. It's not what we talked about the other day. Then I don't know. But I don't know. For either. everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so they tortured him, pistol whipping him, tasing him, punching him, ke- keeping him handcuffed and blindfolded. Um, he wasn't given food or water, and he wasn't allowed to, like, go anywhere to use the bathroom. He was just stuck in this cardboard box. Ew. So, yeah, obviously, he used the bathroom in the cardboard box. Mm-hmm. Like, fully clothed. Yeah. Um, one of the men would walk around in circles, like, get him up and walk him around in circles just to confuse him. Oh, my gosh. Or, like, be a dick. I don't know. Both, probably. Yeah, and um, then he would walk him to a chair to torture him before putting him back in the box. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. They also played loud music 24-7, so he could not sleep. Oh. Yeah. When they said that they had... That the... is a different kind of torture. Yeah. So then at some point they said, well, you know, we have the code to your house. And they told it to him. Is to, he like, like try then to scare why him. am I here? <laughs> right. And so they told it to him to, like, try to scare him. You know, like, oh, we, we have the code. And he, remember, he's got a wife and two kids at home. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we have your code. We could just go there right now. Um, but Schiller realized that it was an old code that he had given only to Delgado. Of course. Of course. So now he's like, okay, well, now it's Lugo and Delgado. Exactly. Who else? Yep, exactly. Um... But when they threatened to bring his family there and rape his wife, Diana, and chain his six-year-old son, David, and two-year-old daughter, Stephanie, to the wall, that's when he caved. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. So he made a deal with them, and they made him call his wife and tell her that she had to go away, or he had to go away on a sudden business trip, and that's why he hadn't come home, and that they should go to Columbia and stay with her family, because that's where she was from. Okay. So, Dorball, so, you know, they got in the confirmation, she's going to buy the flights, like, she's going to go, and now they're kind of just, like, waiting for her to leave. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Dorball whispered, fire, 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 in Schiller's ear, and then burned him on his hands and arms with a lighter. What the hell? Before Lugo hit him in the head with a baseball bat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, these, I think, I think definitely... Doorball enjoys this shit. I think they all probably do. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, three days after the kidnapping, when the gang knew that Schiller's family was finally gone, they moved into his house. What? Yeah, they were like, this is our house now. We're moving in. Okay. And, and just kept him in the warehouse. He's still alive? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the baseball bat didn't kill him. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I thought that was... Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. So he's still alive. He's just being held captive. Um, but do they not expect his wife and kids to ever come home? Like, well, so here's the thing that I was reading was with Diana being from Colombia, it was especially in the 90s, like it was pretty common for people to like kidnap and extort rich men. And she knew that something was wrong. 
but she thought that if she reported it, um, he, they would kill him. So she just left. And oh, man. took the kids and was like, we gotta get safe. Oh. Yeah. That's just like... Also, can we just talk about how I was thinking Columbia, South Carolina? <laughs> I really was. I didn't even know there was a Columbia in South Carolina. Col- that is not the first thing I would have thought. Columbia or Columbus? I, I think Columbus, Columbus Ohio. Ohio. Right. Okay. I, I always get the two mixed yeah. up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the capital of South Carolina. Geor- geography is my worst subject. Well, I used to know all of the capitals. Um, I did in like fifth grade. Columbia. Is it South Carolina? Let's see. Yeah. Columbia is the capital city of South Carolina. Look at that. Oh. that I don't... I don't know why my brain went to that either, but... Trivia fact. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she's from, like, Columbia. Got it. I'm like, oh, she just went up up north a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, but Lugo was pissed when he got in that home and found out that Diana had taken the $500,000 that was in the safe. Good for her. And all of the jewelry. Good for her. Because she knew something was wrong. Right. So she was like, fuck this, I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're wondering... Why didn't the neighbors say anything about these random men in the house? Yeah. That's a great question. Okay. Uh, I'm asking it. They asked Lugo where Schiller was. They were like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Who are you? And Lugo told them that the gang were all CIA agents on a sting operation and that Schiller had had been taken into witness protection, so he couldn't say anything else about it. Oh, the neighbors fucking believed him. I'm sure they did. They fucking believed him. They let him and everyone else in the gang in their houses. Oh. To, like, you do housework. Like, help out around just you nice neighbors. You think that if they were undercover CIA, not even undercover, I guess, but no. Yeah, they're on a sting operation. Yeah, but they wouldn't tell people, oh, we're on a sting operation. And he's in witness protection. Yeah, no. Like, that wouldn't... I don't think you're allowed to do that. That's definitely illegal. Yeah. To, well, I think it's illegal to say that someone's in witness protection. I think it is, yeah. But, like, even if you're a CIA agent, like, you can't tell people, oh, yeah, I'm a CIA agent. And I'm on a sting sting operation. So, like, just keep it on the DL. Yeah. Like... (laughs) But Stupid. everyone fucking believed them. So they, yeah, they even like helped out with housework and shit. Like, mm-hmm. like, hey, can you come mow my lawn? I'm elderly. Yeah. <laughs> no, like they were like going in, fucking like helping with remodels and projects oh and my just gosh. like all this random shit. And they even hired gardeners to maintain Schiller's garden. Oh, okay. Like, what? I don't understand. One of the neighbors even would sign packages for Lugo, who called himself Tom. So no one knew his like real name. Mm hmm. Meanwhile, the gang would go back to the warehouse and sit Schiller in a chair and play Russian roulette if he refused to call a bang. <gasps> and luckily, I don't know how many times they did this, but he never got shot. That's terrifying. Yeah. And, like, I, I can't say fully that there was a bullet in the chamber, because why would they do that if they need him? Right. But but it's definitely, like, a good scare tactic. Oh, yeah. And if there were bullets in the chamber, this guy is so lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, a week into his kidnapping, they forced Schiller to call the deli and fire all of the staff and close down by the end of the week. Okay. The manager did. Okay. But he took all of the money out of the register. He's like, you're not firing me without a severance package. Thank you. Right. He's like, oh, okay, fuck you. I'm taking this money. So he just took it. Okay. 
before he left. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't do that, but like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nobody had reporting sh- reported Schiller missing. Still. What? It's been a week. Okay. But he's making phone calls, so I guess. That's true. You know. The gang had him sign checks blindfolded, made out to Sun Fitness Consultants. Um, th- I mean, they've got to know. They're not trying to hide themselves at this point not anymore, right? really, no. Um, and, like, you'll hear more. It's like, what the fuck? So, some of the checks were signed sideways or, like, upside down, but the bank still cashed them. What? Yeah. One of the checks was made for 700000 and the other one was made for $560,000. Oh, my gosh. And they signed it with, like, a fucked up signature. It's like, that's all. You should probably, like, double check that. Yeah. You should probably be like, mm, this looks a little sketchy. Yeah. Let me call this in. <laughs> yeah. So, the Sun Gym's owner, John Meese, was a CPA. So, Lugo had him notarize documents for him. And he would notarize the documents without checking IDs or having Schiller present, present which mm. is, like, super illegal. Right. Um, and he just kind of, like, didn't question it. He was like, yeah, whatever. I'll do it for you. Did he get fired? He's in, He's the owner of the gym. Did he get arrested? <laughs> we will hear about We will hear about him. Yeah. Okay. Um, a couple weeks after his adu- abduction, Schiller signed his house over to D&J International. Can you guess what D&J stands for? Delgado and, uh... No, it's their first names. Daniel and... Oh. Daniel and Jorge. Oh, I don't remember any or of their George. first names. I'm not... I didn't look up how to say his first name. It's either Jorge or George. Okay. Yeah. It's a company that Lugo and Delgado had set up in the Bahamas. Of course. Um, they made Schiller call his lawyer and give power of attorney to Delgado for the sale of the deli. It's like, you are not being sly. No. He's like... Yeah, uh, Delgado's gonna sell my deli for me, so just put everything in his name. Oh my gosh. This poor dude. Yeah. He told his, they made, so they made him tell the story, but he told his lawyer a story about meeting a Cuban woman who he was running away with and needed the money. Okay. And that's why he was, like, liquidizing all his assets. Mm-hmm. And by this point, he had been captive for a month. Mm-hmm. And still no access to a bathroom, huh? The last step was signing over a $2 million life insurance policy to Lugo's ex, Lillian Torres. And they made him use that name, Lillian Torres, as the Cuban girl that he was running away with. So when she, when they signed over the life insurance Mm. policy, it was like, well, it's my new girl. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no. So now they don't need Schiller anymore. Nope. They've got everything. They let him call his family in Colombia one more time to say his goodbyes, and then they dragged him out of his box and made him shower. What? Why? Because they had a plan. Okay. On December 15th, they gave him a mix of tequila, vodka, chocolate liqueur, and sleeping pills. Got it. And Schiller had been sober since college. So, like, if, I mean, this is obviously going to affect you, but, like, it's really going to fuck him up. It's really going to fuck him up. Um, they then put him in the passenger seat of his own car, where he passed out within a minute. Uh, Lugo... In the passenger seat? Why the passenger seat? You'll see. Okay. Lugo drove the car to a spot about a mile from the Miami-Dade police station dump, 
while doorbell yeah, and, yeah, it's like go somewhere more remote <laughs> yeah like if a cop sees an abandoned car on the side of the road they stop and check it out oh especially with what's oh. about to happen okay uh so lugo drove the car to a spot oh i already said that and then doorball and weeks followed in another car okay lugo drove schiller's car into a light pole and then dragged him into the driver's seat to make it look like he had run into the pole himself Mm because he was drunk but for good measure they dumped gasoline inside and outside of the car and set it on fire for good measure for good measure let me just make this look next to a police station yeah let me make sure (laughs) let me try to get this to look like um uh a DUI gone bad. Yeah. But let me also prove arson. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they can investigate that, guys. <laughs> like, also, cars don't just go up in flames all the time. No, and it's also, rare. you're a mile from a police station. They're, like, someone's gonna call that fire in. Very quick. Yeah. Stupid. But, Schiller was woken up by the fire. <gasps> and managed to get out of the car. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was hoping, I was really hoping he was going to end up alive. Doorball shouted, quote, run him over, run him over. Oh no, oh no, Sarah. You're just thinking about a roller coaster. So Weeks drove the car at him, and he missed him the first time, and then the second time he did hit him. Oh man. Doorball demanded that they drive over him again, and they did. And then they saw the headlights of a van, so they sped off. The driver of the van called an ambulance, and Schiller was taken to Jackson Memorial Memorial Hospital, where he fucking lived. <gasps> yes, lived. Yes. Okay. His pelvis was shattered. I. Okay, I literally can't even imagine the pain he was in. No, I, no, I don't. No. I don't ever want to imagine Mm-mm. it. His bladder had burst, Ugh. which I've heard is very painful. Ew, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and he had to have his spleen removed. I don't know. At that point, I would have, I probably would just wish I was dead. Right. That's like, I would have just horrible. Like, oh, this man is a fighter. Yeah, he is. He had also lost 40 pounds during oh his abduction. Oh, my gosh. Because they weren't giving him, like, food or anything. Um, however, the hospital staff didn't believe that he had been kidnapped since he had such high blood alcohol level when he arrived. Like, they are, thought he was just a drunk. And this, Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, they did not believe him. So Sarah. He, I know. So he called. <laughs> what his, is with this story, dude? It gets more fucked. Okay. So he called his lawyer again to tell him what had happened, like the real story. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm in the hospital. I was just kidnapped. Blah 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 blah. And the lawyer called Ed Dubois, who was a former FBI agent who was now a private investigator. Okay. Dubois advised Schiller to leave Miami as soon as possible in case the gang found out that he was still alive and came to, like, kill him. Mm -hmm. The gang actually did show up to the hospital, but by the time they got there, Schiller had already gone on um, an air ambulance to New York to a hospital there. Okay. So, their plan was, though, if he had been there, was to start a fight as a distraction while Dorball went in and uh, suffocated Schiller with a pillow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, thankfully, he had already left. Uh, how are... I'm happy they're bad at this, but how are they so bad at I, this? Dude. <laughs> you literally... Like, the, all, the amount of shit they put this guy through and then hit him... Drugged him like that and then hit him with their car twice 
after and somehow, after setting him on fire yeah and like, somehow they like didn't do it I, yeah i don't they literally are so dumb they're ridiculously stupid they're so dumb so schiller got out of the hospital on christmas eve and spent christmas with his family in long island so his family flew back up um from oh, columbia his wife and kids mm-hmm. they oh, came back okay. from columbia and he was staying um with his sister in long island so he had like a big family oh good thing for christmas uh dubois meanwhile went to meese the owner of the gym who had notarized the documents for lugo and he's like hey there's no way that schiller's wife has been had been here to sign over the house because mm-hmm. he made them he made him sign over the deed to the house okay. and since she was on the deed both of them had to sign for right. it and she was he was like yeah there's no way because she was in Colombia at the time that you know yeah. these papers were signed and like here's her passport stamp to prove that <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and Nice was like oh don't worry about it it was just a misunderstanding um i'll get Lugon Delgado into a meeting with you tomorrow i'd be scared yeah. So, I'd be very scared. Yeah. They didn't show up. And so Dubois just kind of snooped around the office and found checks and documents in the trash that tied the gang and, and Meese to Schiller's abduction. Okay. They just left it in the trash can. They're, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> um, Not even a shredder? Like, come on. I know. I guess they were thinking, like, the maid would take it out. Still, rip it up in, like, tiny pieces and Dumb. something. It's so stupid. So, Dubois, Dubois, like, put all of this shit in his pockets. Yeah. He just started taking it. Um, and actually, Delgado did show up, like, quite a bit later. But he, Lugo wasn't with him. And um, he agreed to give everything back to Schiller on the condition that he signed a contract saying he wouldn't go to the police or tell anyone else the story of what happened to him. Mm, no well tech there's no legal way that the gang could enforce that so mark was like fine chiller was like yeah i'll sign it it's fine okay like whatever you can't hold me to that give me a ship back that's true so after four months they still hadn't given anything back to chiller they also had gone back after that point to clear out his house so when chiller finally did get to go home there was nothing in it. Like, not even family photo albums. They literally took everything. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's like... Even... Even if he did sign the paper and mm-hmm. said, like, I won't go to the police, whatever. Mm-hmm. They still don't legally have rights to any of his stuff. Right. Because the notaries were all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, they're dumb. Yeah. Okay, just keep going. So, at this point, Schiller's like, yeah, it's been four months. I signed that paper. You said you'd give it back. Like, you haven't given it back. So, he went to the police, and they didn't fucking believe him either. Oh, my gosh. Yep. They thought that it looked drug-related with, like, his wife being in Colombia and, like, blah, 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 blah. And so, they just decided, like, they didn't want to touch it. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I'd be, like, figuring out how to call the fbi or something like i would be right well schiller just decided to let it go oh no and so he left the u.s to go live in Colombia and like try to start over with his family that's horrible yeah meanwhile the gang was spending all of schiller's money 
and enjoyed going to one strip club in particular called Solid Gold. Okay. Classy. Yeah. Lugo met Sabina Petrescu, a stripper at the club. Mm Mm-hmm. She had been the runner-up for Miss Romania in 1990 and snuck into the U.S. in, like, the trunk of a car to become a model. Okay. They started an affair because, remember, Luca's married to Dorball's cousin. (laughs) Like, that's true. He literally... And, um, also, his wife was pregnant with his second child at this point. That poor woman. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah... Whatever. She's hot. And I'm rich now. Men. Yeah. So Lugo made Petrescu um, quit the strip club because he didn't want to share her. And he got her a luxury apartment in Miami Lakes and he let her... He didn't want to share her, but she has to share him. Mm-hmm. And he he let her drive Schiller's BMW and spend as much money as she wanted. Okay. Of course he did. Mm -hmm. He told her that he was... Can you guess it? He owned a Schlotzky's and... (laughs) (laughs) No, he told her that he was a CIA agent. Oh my gosh. And that's why she couldn't know much about his life or where he was going all the time. And she believed him. Okay. Of course. Of course. She's like, he's rich. He can be whatever he wants to be. She she even put his name in her pager as 007. Oh, okay. No, she really believed him. (laughs) No, she actually did. She, I mean, coming from like another country, you know. Yeah. I'm sure she was just like, wow, like, I'm living the American dream. Yeah, this is awesome. So, uh, but this lifestyle was expensive and the gang was running out of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens. It does. That happens very frequently. With your mo- yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like lottery it, winners. Yeah. People who win lotteries, they do it. It happens all the time. They're like broke within five years. Yeah. Yeah. I would be. I think I that's be why so... I would take money in payments. I would for sure take mine in payments, mm-hmm. but I would also be investing and saving, and my Roth IRA would be through the roof. Right. <laughs> yeah. I could retire at 40. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still be working. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so they hatched another plan to get some more money. Oh, great. And this is where Frank Griega comes in. Okay. Griega was born to a Hungarian diplomat in Berlin and came to New York in the mid-1980s when he was 21 years old. He arrived with $10 in his pocket and was determined to make it big in the U.S. Oh. He started by working at a car workshop, doing oil changes, cleaning cars, doing other, like, small tasks. Um, and in 1988, he moved to Miami and worked as a, a car salesman there for, like, a luxury car dealership. Okay. Then he joined a group of investors who thought pay-per-minute phone lines could be very profitable. Okay. So, they were for a while, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so Griega started multiple phone sex lines. Mm-hmm. Of course he did. <laughs> and do you want to know what some of them were? Yes. Uh, there was 976 tits. <laughs> there was 9 dash romance. <laughs> and 1 800 get wild. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so bad. So, at this point, he was 26, and he was making a ton of money. Dang, 26? Yeah, 26. Okay. Only five years from coming to the U.S., and now he's a millionaire. My age, and... Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wish I could have a start businesses and right. do things to make me a millionaire. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so, he has luxury cars. He's got a yacht, 
And he's got a beautiful sex. He's making millions off this phone sex line. Gosh. Yep. Um, and he has a beautiful Hungarian girlfriend named Christina Furton. Okay. And I mean, like, gorgeous. I'm really scared of what's happening next. Yeah. And then, so she was working as an exotic dancer at a club when they met. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she really wanted to become a professional diver. Oh. That was her passion. She was just doing the exotic dancing because without a social security number, like, that's the easiest way to make money. Yep. Um, it's probably the easiest way to make money regardless. <laughs> True. But, yeah. Um, so, Dorball's girlfriend had once dated Griga. And when he saw a picture of him standing next to a $250,000 yellow Lamborghini, he knew that Griga was the next target. Oh, man. He convinced his girlfriend to introduce him to a partner of Griga's named Attila Wieland, and he proposed a business deal that Wieland was interested in. So Wieland told Griga about the gang at his birthday party, obviously saying that they were, like, businessmen and they had this great mm-hmm. deal. Yep. Um, and the next day, a meeting was set up at Griga's house. So Lugo was in charge of pitching the deal. Like, he had PowerPoints with, like, graphs and pie charts. And, he did like, the thing. All the official shit, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, everything looked great. So, except I think we all know by now there was no deal. There is no deal. <laughs> yeah. There I, was never going to be a deal. Nope. There never will be a deal. Nope. They were like, we got off scotch-free last time. Right. Like, we got how much But money? now, okay, here's my thing. It's like, they hid their identity from Schiller, mm-hmm. right? They're like, not even trying. They tried. Well. They kind of tried. But, like, they're going into this guy's house, meeting his business partners, being like, this is my name and who I am. Like, well, yeah, they want to come off as friendly and, and businessy, and then... Hopefully nobody expects them. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It just seems weird that, like, you would meet with, like, their business partners and their neighbors and, like, you know? Yeah, I mean, it seems weird to me, too, but I'm not an idiot. Right. So, their plan here was to scope out the house and do the same thing that they'd done to Schiller. So, they wanted to, like, see the layout, see what, you know, where people lived and slept and whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Griga agreed to meet the gang the next day, and that's when they planned to kidnap Griga and Ferton. Okay. So Lugo asked his girlfriend, Petrescu, to help, quote, bring in a tax offender, because he was in the CIA. Right, 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 right. Forgot and she, about that for a second. Yeah. She was like, oh my gosh. <gasps> like, I get to be in action? I get to be on a secret mission? Oh. So she was like, yeah, I got you. Um, Griga had told his sister that he had a bad feeling about the gang. But he agreed to meet with them one more time before probably walking away from the deal. Mm-hmm. And oh, so, man, I wish he didn't. I know. And so on Thursday, May 25th, 1995, Griga and Ferton followed Lugo and Dorball to a restaurant called Shoeless Steakhouse. But conveniently, it was closed when they got there. Hmm. Also conveniently, Dorball's apartment was, like, right across the street. Oh, yeah. So they just all went there instead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The gang's plan was to subdue the couple with horse tranquilizer so they could move them to the warehouse easier. Okay. When Dorball got Griga into the bedroom to, quote, discuss the deal, um, he tried to tranquilize him, but Griga fought back. Dorball put... Yeah. 
Doorbell put him in a chokehold and accidentally killed him. <gasps> Oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 no. No. But see, and now it's just for nothing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what do they do? What do they do with Fern? So Fern heard the fighting and she started screaming. But Lugo was able to tranquilize her before anyone heard. So they dragged Grigga's body to the bathtub and waited until the next morning for Fern to wake up. And in the warehouse or? No, in um, Dorval's apartment still. The- why? What? Because they're fucking idiots. I'm confused. Literally, like, their plan was to take them to this warehouse, and then they just didn't. Yeah, what? Like, I get Griga, but, like, why wouldn't you just take her to the warehouse? Yeah, seriously. Like, she's still alive. She's already tranquilized. Yeah. Like, that was the plan. Why even tranquilize her if you're gonna just keep her there? Right. So when she finally did wake up, they asked her for the code to Griga's house, but she barely spoke any English, and she was also drugged, so she was, like, mumbling. Mm-hmm. And so they wrote, the code that they wrote down was wrong, but they didn't know that at the time. So she started to get a little bit more panicked and asked if Griga was okay and what was going on. So they injected her with more tranquilizer to like kind of calm her down. And when Lugo got to the house and the code didn't work, he called Dorball back to get the correct code from her. Mm -hmm. And when Dorball tried to wake her up, he realized that she was also dead. Oh my gosh. He told Lugo, quote, oh, Danny, man, the bitch is cold. Oh, man. An autopsy would later find that she had enough tranquilizer in her system to kill four 100,000, er, sorry, 100,000, <laughs> um, 4,000-pound horses. Oh, my gosh. And Dorball admitted to giving her a third dose, which is what killed her. Four 1,000-pound horses. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So now they have two bodies and no money. And these poor people were just living the American dream. Mm -hmm. Lugo and Delgado left Dorball's apartment, leaving him with the bodies. Okay. And the AC on full blast. Right. For overnight. Oof. Yeah. The next morning, Delgado brought a U-Haul truck over to Dorball's apartment. And the gang cut open Schiller's leather couch that they had stolen. Okay. And put Griga's body inside of it while Furton was placed into a cardboard moving box. Okay. They loaded the couch, the box, and some other items onto the truck to make it look less suspicious. And they drove to the warehouse. Yeah. What? I know. It doesn't make any sense. Lugo and Dorball then went to Home Depot and bought a whole list of things. Would you like to know oh, what please, they were? Oh, please. Please tell me. They bought red plastic cleaning buckets. Mm-hmm. Tracks. Floor fans. Okay. Yep, that tracks too. Industrial strength towels. Very much tracks. Plastic bags. Okay. Yep. Propane gas tanks. Okay. Goggles. Okay. Gardening gloves. Goggles. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. A black iron security gate. Wait, what? What? Yep. Like like a gate that you put outside your house. An iron security. Like Like a full-ass gate. Yeah. Okay. A fire extinguisher. Mm Mm-hmm. What? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yep, what? (laughs) Um, An 18-inch gas-powered chainsaw. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I was going to say, where's the tools? Where's the power tools? Right. You want to know how 
how they paid for it? Um, probably with Griga's credit card. Oh, I... It's a good guess. Oh, okay. Doraball's credit card. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, his own personal credit card. Okay. His Amex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, um, a smart. Yeah. It's a smart move. <laughs> Why'd you use Griga's? Yeah. Wait, isn't that then, why you murdered him? Yeah, literally. But also, then they can't trace you if you use Griegas. Because they don't know who you are. Yeah, and there's no cameras then. And now they're like, yeah, Doorball bought all this shit. Stupid. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> meanwhile, Griegas' housekeeper went over and noticed that their dog, Chopin, was left alone. Oh, no. When he was supposed to be at the kennels, because the couple were supposed to be in Freeport. Oh, and she Freeport, noticed, Florida? Um, I think Bahamas. Oh, there's a Freeport in the Bahamas. I don't, I really don't know why they would be in Freeport, Florida, so. <laughs> yeah, Bahamas. Okay. Um, so she noticed that their plane tickets were still there, and that the couple had never returned home from dinner the night before. Right. So she asked a neighbor if she knew anything, and the neighbor had remembered that a couple was sub- that the couple was supposed to go to Shula's Steakhouse. The neighbor, good on this neighbor. Okay, I'm ready. Drove to the steakhouse. Nice. To look for Griga's yellow Lamborghini. We all need neighbors like this. Yeah. She's like, look, I know what that Lamborghini looks like, okay? It's not like they're a common thing. Yeah. It's bright yellow. And she didn't see it there. But she did recognize the Mercedes that Lugo and Doorball had been in. Mm, yeah, because it was at their at his house. Mm-hmm. And she took down the license plate number and give, gave it to the police. Good for her. Yep. The Golden Beach Police Department set out um, Chief Stanley Kramer to investigate and take a look around Griega's house. Okay. Back at the warehouse, the, game, the gang set up a dismemberment station. Oh my gosh. By putting the steel gate on top of two oil drums. So that's where the steel gate comes into. Okay. Uh, Lugo and Delgado said they would keep watch while Dorval dismembered the couple. And this is why I say, like, I think he genuinely enjoyed that shit. Because, like, even they were like, mm, we're just gonna, yeah. you, you got that. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> right. Um, so I think he actually did, like, I think he probably was a sadist. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but when Dorval tried to use the chainsaw, it wouldn't turn on. So Lugo... No, he's probably just too stupid to figure it out. Probably. Lugo went back to Home Depot. Okay. <laughs> he was like, let me get a new chainsaw, and this time he got an electric one. After a few minutes, that chainsaw got jammed by Furton's hair. Right. So they gave up on the chainsaw idea. Okay. He was like, well, I don't want to go back to Home Depot again. And yeah, what, you can't return this What am I going to do? Try to tell them... I don't know how this hair got in here. Right. Beats the hell out of me. Yeah. So, uh, to finish the job, they used hatchets, pliers, and knives. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Lugo and Dorball loved crime shows. So, since they loved crime shows, they knew that they had to get rid of identifying body parts, like fingers and teeth. Mm-hmm. This part's a little yucky. Okay. They skinned both of the the skulls of Griga and Burton mm-hmm. so that they couldn't identify a face. Right. They pulled out all of their teeth, and then they removed their fingerprints with a knife. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Ew. They put all of the identifying parts into one of the oil drums and burned them. Makes sense, I guess. Yep. Then That's they... where the oil drums come in. Yeah. Uh, then they took the other oil drums with the rest of the body parts in them to the Everglades and dumped them around in, like, various spots. Okay. Then they had to get rid of Griga's Lamborghini. Right. While Delgado drove it. They didn't want to get that notarized into their name? Right. It's like, I don't understand the thought process here. I don't understand any of this. Right. So, while Delgado drove it, the gang followed behind. Lloyd Alvarez, a friend of Griga's, recognized the car, but didn't recognize the man driving it. Right. He did, though, recognize the men in the car behind it. Okay. So, he went to the police and reported that. Mm-hmm. The gang abandoned the car in a wooded area off the Florida Turnpike near Miami, where it was soon discovered by a state trooper. Okay. After eight days, the police started to put two and two together. Yeah. When they were hearing Lugo and Delgado's names again. Yeah. They should be putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. So, they called Ed Dubois. Right. The PI that uh-huh. Schiller had hired. I did remember that. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, Dubois called Schiller and asked him to come back to Florida to help with the investigation, like, answer any questions. You know, he he called him and what he said was, quote, they did it again. Oh, man. Except the worst outcome. Yeah. So uh, Schiller did. He came back to Florida and he cooperated in every way that he could. Good. Schiller picked out a photo. He did not want that to happen again. No. Schiller picked out a photo of Lugo from a lineup, and the police believed that Griga and Furton were still alive, being held captive like Schiller Mm -hmm. had been. Well, I hope Schiller sued the police department. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, So the police started searching Dorval's apartment, because they they got so many warrants. Like, they had a stack of fucking warrants. Yeah. Um, so they start searching Dorval's apartment and noticed blood evidence while using luminol. Mm-hmm. And it was at this point that they knew that there was way too much blood for to assume that Griga was still alive. Right. Wait, why was he bloody? Yeah, I didn't get that either because it was he was strangled to death. Yeah. So that's I don't what I'm know. About. Um, that's just what I saw in the sources is like how they knew that he wasn't alive still. Interesting. Yeah, Tucker. <laughs> Yeah, he's going ham on that water. <laughs> he's got a very loud collar. Yeah. Um, a very small neck. Yes. <laughs> so, at 7 a.m. on June 3rd, 1995, 75 Miami-Dade police officers arrested Delgado at his home. Just Del- Delgado? Just Delgado. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. They came prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His wife, Linda, remember she worked for Schiller at one point. Mm-hmm. She went to Schiller and asked for help. Schiller was like, fuck no. 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 For help for with what? Like, I don't know, legal help or like... No. To, t- you know, like Do not... Do you literally not understand what he did to me? Yeah. And then he killed two more people? Yeah. I know. Um, then police went and arrested Dorball at his home. Were there 74 of them? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I just know that 75 officers, like, went to arrest these people. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So Dorball didn't resist arrest, and he just thought that they were going to take him in for some questioning, and then he'd be free to go. <laughs> okay. Okay, Idiot. My dude. Idiot. Lugo had fled to Nassau, Bahamas, with his parents and his I've girlfriend. We almost went there on the cruise, remember? Mm, yeah. yeah. Lost my $500 there, but it's fine. I have another six months to use it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to lose your $500, too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Sucks. <laughs> Oops. Uh, so Lugo had fled to Nassau, Bahamas, with his parents and his girlfriend. Not wife. I'll oh. remind you again. Right. Not his wife. Right. Just yeah, his girlfriend. Because screw the wife. Yeah. The mm-hmm. girlfriend's way hotter. Hello. Of course. And, like, doesn't have the emotional baggage of kids. Yeah. I don't want those things. <laughs> Get out of here. Why? Cries in motherhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> police found him five days later at Hotel Montague. And I think I'm saying that right. Do you know Montague? Mm, I mean, it sounds right. Montego? No, that doesn't no. sound right. I think it is Montague. And put him on a flight to Miami to stand trial. Meese, the owner of the Sun Gym, was arrested during the National Physiques Committee's Florida Men's State Championship. That's That's a a lot. I'll say it again. National Physique Committee's Florida Men's State Championship. Okay. At (laughs) Knights Center in downtown Miami. Like, talk about it embarrassing seriously <laughs> when police imagine ser- being there i know i'd be like Ooh, Ooh. give me all the tea right so when police searched the gang's home uh all the homes they found schiller i schiller's id at lugo's home um making hello? it like a pretty close case they were like yep this guy did that um on his second night in custody lugo just decided to confess wow that didn't take long <laughs> no so he told them some of the location of, like, where the barrels were um, that had Greg and Fern's body parts in them. But he thought he could literally just get away with it. Of course he did. He's an idiot. Because he only told he, told the police where the torsos were, so they couldn't identify the bodies. Uh. <laughs> but it's like, you literally know where they are, though, so that's kind of like you did it. What? What an idiot. Yeah. And with Schiller's testimony, mm-hmm. no. Like, what? He, mm-hmm. he is? How do you know where body parts are if right? you didn't do it? Or even if they're weren't not, involved in some way. Even if they can't say that this is Griga and Ferdin, there are bodies. Yeah. They, so now have you murdered more than two people? Yeah. Like, Did you murder two different people then? It just... He is so dumb. I know. I know. I know. This is ridiculous. But this is pretty cool, actually. The police uh, were able to identify Ferton from the breast implants that she had. Oh. They compared the serial numbers um, on the implants that they found Mm -hmm. to the serial numbers from her medical records. Oh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Isn't that kind of... I didn't even know they had serial numbers on them. Neither did I. I think that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um... The trial started on February 24th, 1998, because it took so long to gather and review the evidence, and there were, like, over 1,200 pieces of evidence. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they had a friggin' boatload. Mm-hmm. It took a whole hour to read the charges against the gang. <laughs> Some of these charges included racketeering, first-degree murder, kidnapping, extortion, arson, burglary, Robbery, 
grand theft, and forgery. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Schiller ended up testifying against them in court, reading a victim impact statement, and telling the entire story of the torture that they'd put him through. Ugh. Uh, the trial ended on June 2nd, 1998. I'm surprised and it was even that quick. I know. But do you want to guess how long they deliberated on Lugo's sentence? Just on Lugo? Mm-hmm. About 14 minutes. <gasps> Literally what? 14 minutes. What? Yep. Whoa. Literally 14 minutes. Okay, I'm psychic. Yeah. I don't... Okay, there's no other well, explanation. <laughs> I'll give you another try to oh, be I'm super no. psychic. Okay. Um, in the, so they found Lugo guilty on all charges and they sentenced him to death. Mm-hmm. Okay, Good. so now what do you think of, how long did it take for Dorball? Maybe a little bit. Wait, is he the one that enjoyed it or is that Delgado? Uh, Dorball was the one that was like sadistic. Nine minutes. Ooh, double it. 18, 18. minutes. Uh, yeah, and they found him also guilty of all charges and sentenced him to death. Good. Um, Delgado actually turned against the gang. Oh. And was a huge witness for the state. So they gave him only nine years in prison. What? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Mies was sentenced to 56 years in prison. Wow. For kidnapping and extortion. Wow. Even though he had no part in the kidnapping. Huh. Yeah, I'm, he just, I'm really he surprised just not- about that. Yeah, because it wasn't even really extortion either, because he just notarize some documents yeah he just faked notary <laughs> right like it seems that should have been like some type of fraud not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it seems weird to me yeah so later though he was sentenced to another 30 years for a conspiracy to commit racketeering oh man okay. so now he's got 86 years i just can't believe that he got that and delgado got nine right like what yeah i don't oh, I care know. how good you were to the state no it's that's insane. ridiculous um, Weeks was sentenced to 10 years for kidnapping, and Pierre was only sentenced to seven years because he had been, like, way less involved than Didn't any of Didn't he leave, them. like, pretty much, like, pretty early on? Yeah, so he, like, helped kidnap Schiller, but mm-hmm. then kind of just dropped What about dropped Sanchez? Away. Um, they, he didn't get anything. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, I mean, not, like, not good. Like, don't help somebody yeah. kidnap. Yeah, and, like, but, like, maybe call someone. If you're yeah. scared, like, if you see that and you're like, whoa. And then you're like, I'm maybe be like, hey, I just dropped off this, these people. They at like this definitely warehouse. kidnapped this guy. I didn't know what they were doing, but uh, you should probably go. Yeah, get them. he should have done that. He should have. But yep, I'm yep, happy yep, he yep. didn't get like 86 years. Right, which seems so wild. Um, and so, let's see, where are they all now? They are. Well, I don't know. Okay. There's going to be a couple of them in prison. Yeah. So we're dead. Mm-hmm. Lugo is still in prison in the Union Correctional Institution in Ryford, Florida. I could be saying that wrong. Ryford? Okay. I don't know. Never Rayford. heard of it. He's filed a series of appeals starting in 1998 and even asked for a new trial in 2004 because one of the jurors had been a victim of a violent crime. And hadn't disclosed that. And so he said it wasn't <clears throat> Scott fair. Scott Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> and so he said it wasn't fair. Right. Right, 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 right. I get, but like you obviously did it. So. Right. It's a big difference. Yeah. Big difference. <laughs> um, he also said that the Bahaman, Bahamian police violated the Vienna Convention. Okay. What is that? Um, that's a great question, actually. Right. Vienna... 
Um, the Vienna Convention. What, what happened there? Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, it's like a treaty. The Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties is an international agreement regulating treaties between states knowing at, known as the Treaty on Treaties. It establishes comprehensive rules, procedures, and guidelines for how treaties are defined, drafted. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming maybe it's like he can't be, like, arrested or died. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I could read more into it, but I don't want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get it. Sorry. So, his wife divorced him. Shocker. And in 2005, Lugo won a hearing to present... Oh, I just skipped a line. His wife his wife divorced him, and in 2004, he spent 30 days in solitary for disrespecting prison officials. Wow. I, I would have no idea that that would happen. Yeah. Like, you're not in a box that is run by people, and you probably should be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, um, in two... In 2005, Lugo won a hearing to present testimony from his mom, sister, an ex-girlfriend, and his former football coaches, uh, but the court denied his request. Good. They were like, we don't care. Yeah, we literally don't care. <laughs> we don't give a shit. We don't care about how good you were in high school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> In 2010, he submitted one last appeal, and as far as I could tell, it was still it's still pending. Oh, Okay. Um, but you I mean he's not the only thing that he could do would be escape the death penalty, but mm-hmm. he still has like three hundred years in prison. Yeah, so like, I don't get it. Scre- I mean, I mean, it's like you're gonna die there anyway. Why does it matter when you die? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, Dorball is also still on death row, and he filed an appeal with the Florida Supreme Court in 1999, claiming that police lacked probable cause to okay. arrest him. Right. Uh, four years later, they denied his petition. Yeah good yeah in 2004 he requested a new trial but was also denied good in 2009 his last appeal was also denied good he currently is signed up for prisontalk.com oh i love these a website where you can email inmates Mm -hmm. but he was put in solitary in 2005 for abusing his privileges i'm not sure what he did but um (laughs) But you can still go on there and talk to him. And he's also on writetheprisoner.com. And his profile says, quote, Nothing is more important to me than relationships, friendships, and the people in my life. I'll be a great friend. Honest, truthful, and always there if you need me. I'll I, be waiting for you. I hate him. I hate that. I'll be waiting for you. Ew, yeah. You're disgusting. Get out of my face. It feels very like... It feels very like oh, I'm going to get you, you know? Like, ooh, I just don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Have you ever listened to Small Town Murder? No. They... You, can, you always talk about them, and I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, they, um, they talk about, like, people that are on prison chat websites and stuff, mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll do, like, bonus episodes of, um, like, prison dating game, and they'll talk about, like, three different women's profiles and three different men's profiles and, like, see what you would choose. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. Ooh, I have to listen. Um, yeah, so if you want to message him, he's on there. You can, but I wouldn't recommend I it. I wouldn't do it, but he's on there. Uh, Delgado was released... Sir. 
Tucker. He always barks at her when she has her bone because he really wants it. And Tucker. eventually she will just get up and walk away. Nova. Nova, come here. There we go. Yeah. Um. Where was I? Oh, Delgado was released from the Everglades Correctional Institution on September 27th, 2002, a year after his wife divorced him. So he was only in there for two, four years. Sorry. Ew. He only served four. Ew. Yeah. What is he doing uh, with his life now? Do you know? Well, in 2008, he was arrested for a felony grand theft after he walked into a Kmart and attempted to return $7,512 worth of stolen items. Okay. Uh, right. he, he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to a year of probation. That was it. Are you serious? In 2011, he married another woman, and now, together, they live in Miami-Dade. Wow. Meese died of a stroke in prison in 2004. Okay. That didn't take long. Mm -mm. Um, Here's a weird thing. Schiller was arrested as he left the courthouse after testifying against the gang. What? For a Medicare billing fraud. What? Delgado was one of the people who testified against him. What? Yeah. There should be some sort of rule against uh-huh. that. Well, because Delgado had tipped off the police when he was arrested. He was like, yeah, well, Schiller is doing this Medicare fraud. I would have been like, I don't care. You murdered two people. Right. And so one of the judges had said, like, the torture that he went through, Schiller, in that warehouse was worse than any like punishment that you could ever get yeah and so he sentenced him to the minimum of 46 months in prison and a 14.6 million dollar restitution fee what yeah that's a lot that is a lot um which it's like he's just lost all of his money how do you oh he yeah you can't pay (laughs) how's he gonna pay that back he's not um two years later though the judge lowered the restitution to 128 thousand dollars and that was just like a a thing on his life insurance policy um so it was, like, easily accessible to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he got out of prison in 2001, he wrote a book about his experience called Pain and Gain, The Untold Story. Oh. He's currently an accountant in Boca Raton. And the Sun Gym is now a perfume warehouse oh, after they closed in 1995. Yeah, it's just a warehouse now. Yeah, and It's just weird, like, hearing perfume warehouse. I know. Like, it, like, holds <laughs> perfume, I guess. <laughs> Uh, the warehouse that Delgado rented is now an Argentinian bakery called Nuva Cookies and Cakes. Okay. And they did not know Ooh. the history of the building before they bought it. Ooh. Which Awkward. <laughs> yeah. In 2013, the movie Pain and Gain was released, directed by Michael Bay. And mm-hmm. so that's how you, if you, this sounded familiar, that's probably how you know this story. I- Definitely never seen it, and I mm. have heard the story somewhere, somehow. Yeah, maybe a shorter version of it by I someone. Know. I don't know. I, don't I know. can't figure it out though. I I just we so Jason and I watched it the other night, and I was like, oh man, I gotta do a podcast episode on this. Yeah, I mean, it was a good story. <laughs> it's crazy. I just can't figure out. Like, yeah, I couldn't tell you what was coming, but like every detail that you were saying, like, it just sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I no, I get is. it. I get it. Yeah. So. The movie, um, Michael Bay kind of framed it as, like, a dark comedy, which I don't know how I feel about it. Like, the movie's good, but I don't know if it's, like, right to be a comedy movie. 
Well, you got Mark like, Wahlberg and died. The Rock in it. Yeah, so it it has uh, Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and Anthony Mackie. I don't or know like who that th- is, the three but... main guys. Um, the movie is loosely based on fact. Like a lot of it is true. Some of it's dramatized. Right. But I just kind of don't like that he made it like a comedy. It's a dark comedy, but it's still a comedy. Yeah. It's like, shouldn't be funny what happened to these people. No, like, literally torturing death is not funny. But. Yeah. Um, it also made $86.2 million in the box office. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much they spent on it. I I'm don't know. Just, I'm yeah, just, that's I like that's to wonder stuff like question. that. <laughs> right. Um, Thiller, so, Schiller. Schiller. <laughs> oh, are you making fun of me? <laughs> Um, Schiller thinks it depicts him as someone who had it coming, and he doesn't agree with... Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. He, he's like, look, I came here, busted my ass off to get to where I was, like, he was working 15-hour days, putting himself through school, like, passed his, um, CPA, like, bar exam on the first try, and, like, everyone was like, how are you doing that when you're working so much? That was literally me, my first two months at the post office right and so like i don't really think he had it coming i think he was he worked for everything that he had and he wasn't a bad guy like he gave delgado a job because they like didn't have any money he didn't have to do that you right. know like he helped it, it sounds like he helped people as much as he could yeah but like why not use your money the way you want to use it like you made that money yeah. you know i just don't i don't know yeah it's not like it's not anybody else's right to have that money. Right. So he so he came out with his book, Pain and Gain, mm-hmm. um, after the movie came out to, like, clear up. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the story of the Sun Jim gang. Well, they suck. Yeah, sorry it was long, and I hope you weren't really confused by all the names, because <laughs> I know there was one point where I was, like, typing and going back to my source, and then... Because they were using first names in my source. Like, in all mm. the sources, they were using first names. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to remember, and I had to go back and change, like, four paragraphs. Because I had put in oh. Delgado <laughs> when it was doorball. And I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, so I had to pick out every single time I said Delgado in that, like, it that it was when they were dismembering him, the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was doorball, and I thought it was... Delgado. Delgado. But I also thought it was Delgado's apartment, but it was adorable. I had oh to go my back. gosh. I had to go back and change, like, so much of it, and it yeah. was such a bitch. Um, so I get it. <laughs> if any of you guys are confused. Um, no, the beginning, I think, was the most confusing, just trying to remember right. the names. But... Yeah. But once you start, once I, like, we get into the story, I think it's easier to, like, okay, these people are in the gang. And yeah, definitely. Whatever. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the story. That's all I got well, for you. Well, I think you did it well. How long was We're that? We're only at an eight, an hour 18. Wow. And, like, pretty much zero banter. Yeah, not a lot of banter. I almost <laughs> put it into two parts, um, but I figured they'd be, like, two short episodes, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And we didn't talk for 20 minutes at the beginning of this one, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you did that well. Thank you. It was How a lot. It was a lot of info. Yeah. And, like, a lot of trying to keep the story straight and, like, the names and the... Yeah. And, like, I wanted to tell at least some backstory, like, what I could find about the victims, um, instead of, like, having it focus on the gang. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I think you did a great job, and, Thanks. um, they were idiots. They were That's just idiots. all Literally there is to bumbling it. bumbling idiots. Yeah. 
quite literally. <laughs> well, um, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, don't be evil. Just don't do it. Don't be it. All right, we love you. Bye. Bye.